it is a Saturday. Coffee Clutch once again, and happy Saturday to all of you coffee drinkers and non-coffee drinkers. Tea drinkers, maybe. Well, you can drink tea and yeah. come to our Coffee Clutch. Uh, this is Heather Lofthouse. Uh, Heather is the Executive Director of Inequality Media Civic Action. Heather, thank you for coffee this morning. It is my pleasure. It really it's nice is. nice and warm. It is great coffee, and it's cold. Why is it cold here? Outside. Yeah. Outside. In I mean, Berkeley. It's, in Berkeley, California, mm, it's climate. been really, really climate. Yeah. Also, the stone fruits, not as great as... Not it, no, really. No, nearly. I know. Nearly. Are I mean, we Are we in California? I don't think we're in California with anymore. Our, with our discussion of... Toto. Um, okay. So it's been, a, it's been another week of... of uh, I'm waiting <laughs> for this looking, description. You're looking at me like, I can come up with an adjective. Heather, I can't. Uh, but it's uh, it has been another week. It's true. Uh, and and there's some been, been some real tragedy. I know. Well, in fact, can we start? I mean, this feels, it's interesting. Can we start by talking about the submersible? Yeah. yeah. So this was Open Gate Expeditions, a private company, sent five people down to view the wreckage of the Titanic. And uh, they were paying, what was it? They were paying about $200,000, $250,000 each. Yeah. These were not just normal five people. No. Um, and uh, obviously, they didn't make it. And um, we feel terrible for them and for their families and for everybody, who, all their loved ones. Uh, but what does it tell us, Heather? Yes. Well, you and I both know this. I mean, I don't read the New York Times in paper form, but you might. You do. I do. I'm one of the on, last people. On the weekends or I, all the days? I read the New York Times in paper. Wow. But so yeah. on the same day. I, or... I even get ink on my fingers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know what fingers are at this point. I know. Or ink. Okay, so it was it was the same. Okay, so on the same day, we have a super yacht, dun da da dun, comes to the rescue. In the Mediterranean. In the Mediterranean, this horrific accident, which is not uncommon, of migrants overcrowding on a ship starts to sink. And at least last I looked, it was at least seventy six people had died. Now that's more than five, by the way. Well, uh, actually, there were 750 right. migrants on this vessel. They rescued 100 so far. Um, now, we you know, obviously, everybody hopes and prays that uh, 650 didn't perish, uh, but the number is really staggering. And this is not new. This has been a, a steady stream of tragedies, uh, people coming over from mostly Libya. Yep, that's it. Uh, and uh, to Greece, uh, the Greek authorities have not been terribly welcoming. No. Let's put it. I think this one was on the way to Italy. Yeah. Well, the Greek authorities actually seem to have towed it out. Yeah. And may have been responsible. Uh, but it is interesting. You've got, uh, you know, the Mediterranean is now the scene of these yachts and these desperate people. I know. Desperately poor. Uh, the rich and poor of the world are really there on the Mediterranean. And then you have this uh, really, this terrible tragedy of these extraordinarily rich people. I mean, who can afford to go down and look at the Titanic? Explorers. Explorers. Or rich tourists. Uh, And rich tourism is a big deal now. I mean, you you have uh, right now at least four different companies selling, uh, not only going down to the bottom of the ocean, but also going to the into the uh, into space. Yeah. Uh, so, what this tells us, obviously, we didn't need to know this. I mean, we already knew it. 
is that the gap between rich and poor in the world is uh, is, is growing even worse and climate disasters. Um, and of course, the reason we have so much pressure on these people coming from places like uh, Syria and Iran and the Middle East generally uh, trying to get into Western Europe is because they are either in the midst of a great deal of violence or they are they, they can't make a living right and a both. lot of it is climate change right uh, so what is where is this going I mean are we going to just see more and more tragedy uh, and is, is there going to be certification of these deep sea, uh, or spacecraft. Mm. I mean, I wonder. Did you hear my stomach growl? I apologize. I did. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I did. Uh, but but Heather, it really. I mean, I it's an it's an interesting point in, in in terms of how we think about inequality and the consequences of inequality, and also the consequences of global climate change. Uh, because they are all beginning to fuse together. They're yeah. all coming together. All these strands are coming together all over the world. Uh, the Mediterranean is probably uh, the worst example. Right. Some of these big, big uh, giant, I mean, we're talking about giant uh, craft in the Mediterranean are Russian oligarchs yep. who are there and uh, they don't want to be sanctioned. Mm -hmm. uh, they've, they're there because they're, uh, their giant ships can escape American sanctions if they are in the Mediterranean. Uh, well, I mean, just think about what very rich people can do. I know. And what very poor people are subjected to. I know. Look at the southern border of the United States in terms of people risking everything right. trying to cross. Uh, you know, there was a story the other day about two brothers that, that spent three months trying to get across, you know, they, they went finally uh, to Latin America and then up through that very, very dangerous uh, middle, uh, middle passage uh, that leads eventually through Mexico and through the United States. Uh, what, I mean, if present trends continue, yeah. uh, we are going to see more and more people desperately trying to escape uh, their poverty and their situations around the world. And at the same time, we're going to see more and more very, very wealthy people trying to escape uh, from the United States and right. from basically the world as is. I know. And the coverage of the rich people that opted in, I mean, it's still, it's a horrendous situation. And there was the one kid who was 19 or young adult on the submersible but the juxtaposition between how much attention it got these five people and every nation is swooping in and we need top technology and, and then the migrants i mean it's it's a blip it's gone and, and, and the huge amount of uh of, of just defense materials and 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 commotion uh, in terms of trying to save them i mean again uh, they they deserve every human being deserves saving but contrast that with no. what happened to the migrants, not no. only in uh, the Mediterranean, but also uh, people trying to cross over into the United States. Right. Well, okay. May I do a segue? You may. From surf to turf. Speaking of rich people, yeah. can we talk about Alito, Samuel. Paul Singer, Samuel Alito. And Paul Singer. Yes. Can well, we go to more different different rich people, different scenario? Well, this, no, it I was mean, a fishing trip. I mean, Paul, 
Paul Singer uh, is not just a major Republican donor. He is a billionaire. He is a he's a major figure who has turned his billions of dollars into political gold. Uh, and the Republican Party is very dependent on people like Paul Singer. Uh, and the, the other thing to keep in mind is that uh, Paul Singer and several other billionaires have been lined up by this fellow named Leo, uh, Leonard Leo, who's the, well, the head of the Federalist Society. I mean, he, he got a gigantic amount of money from a bunch of billionaires recently uh, to continue to push the court and other institutions in the United States to the right. And Leonard Leo has been organizing these outings for Alito and for Clarence Thomas. Right. And Alito didn't even mention it mm -mm. on his disclosure forms. Right. But then, so what happened this week in particular, right? ProPublica is going to publish. They send to him, would you like to comment? And he gets to the uh, Wall Street Journal first. And his op-ed, I was like, I mean, ignorant. But I thought, ooh, this is going to be interesting. No. No, I didn't do it. Point one and point two. And it was, and the points one and two were just pedestrian. Yeah. He said that, well, I don't have to disclose. Right. And according, and then I didn't. And then, and yeah, and here's a loophole or whatever. It said vehicle and it was a, I mean. Well, he, 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 he scooped himself right, in right. terms of uh, pro, pro uh, publica, but he also scooped it with absolutely no argument. I mean, the no, argument was and no, no was, nothing interesting. Well, not that you'd expect it, but 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 the notion that he doesn't have to disclose. How can he say he doesn't disclose? <laughs> right. I mean, he, uh, somebody, some yeah. neutral. There was nobody neutral. There's no ethics office right. that is responsible. Right. The, the Supreme Court has no. It's not even a matter of ethics. I, I wish we were not treating these things with, you know, Alito getting this $100,000 worth of hunting trip uh, from a billionaire uh, and Clarence Thomas getting, you know, huge amounts of money. Uh, these are not ethics. These are bribes. Mm. Let's talk about them yeah. in terms of what they are. They are right. bribes. Right. And uh, these people who are making the bribes, they have business before the court. Right. I mean, for Alito to say that there was no business before the court. Right. Well, he didn't know. It wasn't in the paper. Well, it was in the paper. I mean, everybody yeah. knew right. uh, that 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 this business was before the court, and this fellow had interests before the court. I mean, I I wonder if I, I jotted down some of the cases I thought I had. Uh, no, Paul Singer. Uh, look, he's a hedge fund guy. Yeah. I mean, the hedge funds they have a lot of cases before the court. Yes. Uh, so I and the courts are already sinking in terms of public trust. Well, that's why when I clicked on it, I thought this will be interesting. Well, Ugh. you know, the, uh, I mean, Clarence Thomas's technique for dealing with scandal, these kinds of bribery scandals, is to say nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, and Alito's technique is to say something very, very quickly and, and scoop the actual expose, uh, and but actually say nothing too. Yeah. Uh, Look, I think Clarence Thomas and Alito are two examples. Uh, example A, Exhibit A, and Exhibit B of why the court has got to have uh, a, a code of ethics. Mm -hmm. Every other federal judge is subjected to a code of ethics. Right. Why should the highest court... I know, with so much power, and it's so important. As public trust in the court is, is plummeting. Right, exactly. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, the... the 
John Roberts, who is the Chief Justice of the Court, uh, has a responsibility institutionally uh, to push a code of ethics. I know. It's not happening. Well, it, 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 it has got to happen. I mean, along with term limits. Right. You know, the Constitution says uh, Article Three judges, uh, they are there essentially for life. That's fine, but they don't have to be on the Supreme Court for life. Right. There's nothing in the Constitution that says they have to be on the Supreme Court for life. Yeah. Uh, and I I, we need some reform. Well, I think it's it's going to happen. The public is, you know, you get to an inflection point, and we're getting to an inflection point. John Roberts is doing nothing. Uh, the justices are taking advantage of every loophole, uh, and uh, the the issues are too important here. Right. Now, this is, I don't want to bring us down even further. Oh, can we get down even further? Um, But Google, Facebook, you wrote on Substack this week. I liked it. An article, a post. You said two big lies. You like my post. Well, I like the cartoon contest. But this one in particular, two big lies. It was a reframing, right? So there's the one big lie. The election was stolen, fraud, blah, 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 blah. Trump, Trump's two big lies. Right, yeah. exactly. And now here we are, social media. Second big lie. What are we looking at? Well, the second big lie is that Biden has politicized, weaponized the Justice Department uh, and turned it into a witch hunt against Trump. And all Republicans are, are they're, they're mouthing the second big lie and the first big lie. And it looks like Trump's the 2024 campaign is going to be entirely based upon these two big lies. And now here we have Google and Facebook and Twitter, the, the you know, these giant social media platforms uh, are opening themselves up to both big lies once again. Right. And Heather, the thing is, they're saying the reason we're doing this mm-hmm. is because enough time has passed since January 6th, yep. uh, since the attack on the Capitol, uh, and uh, we, you know, just it's 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 appropriate that we open. And they up claim again. there's less of a threat of violence now, as well, a result of it. I mean, there really is. They claim there's this kind of public. Well, they, they, they claim it, but right. Trump is running for president again, and the Republican Party and Trump are using the two big lies yep. uh, as their basically their platform. Yeah. So he's been back on Facebook since March. Not good. He's still on Truth Social. Not that I would know because I don't go over there, but. Yeah, this is not good. YouTube is going to start replaying. They're not going to be deleting videos that have the big lie in it, which they did for a long time. Well, here's the thing about social media. You know, these algorithms are designed so that they will repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. If you're interested in something or if you click on something, they'll give you more of it. Uh, I was talking to somebody recently who turned out to be a Donald Trump supporter and I was curious. I asked him, well, how do you know about these two big lies? He said, obviously, the 2020 election was stolen. And obviously, Biden has politicized the Justice Department. How do you how do you know this? He said, well, it's all over. He said, yeah, it's everywhere. All everywhere. Yeah. Well, what he meant was he sees it constantly. Fed on to him. Media. Fed to him. It is fed to him. Yep. And that's why the social media become magnifying uh, vehicles. They compound the damage. And so if they're going to open themselves up again to both big lies uh, fully, uh, we are, I think American democracy is is under a real attack. I know. We're not even talking about Musk. Let's not even go there. Don't even go there. No, forget it. Um, What do we do? Regulate? Break up big tech? Well, I think that the, these, these giant social media outfits. And we're talking basically about Facebook and Twitter uh, and Google. 
they uh, have to either be broken up or regulated. I mean, they're, they're, to, to assume that they're just play toys of, 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 of Zuckerberg or, 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 or Elon Musk, or I mean, you can't do that. Uh, these are not regular publishers. Right. If they're regular publishers, they'd have some responsibility right. uh, in terms of uh, even under the law. Right. Um, but they can't have it both ways. They can't say, we have no responsibility, we're just platforms, but we're making a bundle and right. we're going to open ourselves up and we're making decisions that affect the public yeah. very, very profoundly. Yeah. Mm, Trump, he's everywhere. Okay, so let's talk about Adam Schiff being censured. By the Republicans. Yes. Uh, this week, the House Republicans uh, decided that they would censure Adam Schiff for his what? I mean, it's not even clear what they're censuring him for. Uh, he was one of Going the leaders <laughs> uh, in the January 6th committee effort. Uh, he ought to be awarded a Medal of Honor, a, medal, a Presidential Medal of Freedom. Uh, but what what is he being censured for? He's using that censure. I mean, this is this is beyond partisanship. He's using that censure, that censure as a way of doing, uh, you know, promoting himself in terms of his incipient Senate race for the California Senate that's going to be open because Dianne Feinstein is leaving. Uh, well, where have, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, the, we have come to the point where an indictment is used by Trump to advance his cause right. uh, to be president and senators were censured by the other party yeah. are using that censure to advance yeah, their own candidacy. I know. I know. It's wild. But I don't I mean double standards and all that, but you can't really begrudge him that. I mean it's obscene. Uh well it, it's obscene the degree of polarization mm -hmm. uh that we are seeing now in American politics. I, I have been in and around politics, Heather. We've talked about this before. You know, you're a ch child. I'm, I love I'm, when we discuss I'm, this. I'm, I've been around politics for 50 years. Yeah. And I have never seen anything like this. I mean, I censures by one party because of somebody on the other side was yeah. doing their job. I know. And, and talking about indictments being politicized. But a censure, so it's basically a rebuke, right? It's a, you are in trouble for this, and here's a stamp on a piece of paper. I mean, what does it really mean? It really means nothing. Uh, an indictment, however, right. does mean quite something. Right, right. And um, the decision of the Justice Department to indict Trump and not to indict Hunter Biden, mm -hmm. those are entirely different. And uh, frankly, I think Joe Biden deserves a lot of credit for keeping on, as a U.S. attorney, uh, the prosecutor who had been investigating Hunter Biden, mm -hmm. who decided ultimately, no, there's nothing here. We're not going to pursue this. Right. Or we're going to accept a plea deal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, can you imagine if the roles were rever reversed? Can mm. you imagine Donald Trump keeping on a Democratic prosecutor uh, who was going after one of Trump's kids nope. after Trump had lost the presidency and didn't have to keep it long? Right. No. Not going to happen. Never. Wouldn't have. Yeah. Now, I have to say this. Yes. Go ahead. Are you going to be cross, as we say? Well, I don't know what you're going to say. I've never seen you cross. It is your birthday. So I want to say happy birthday. Now, you don't really celebrate your birthday. Thank you, Heather. But if I didn't, I mean, I'd be, it would be terrible if I didn't say happy birthday. And I feel like I'm saying it for all of us. Well, I appreciate So I hope that. you have a good rest of your day. I appreciate that. I, I, I was not until you've said that. <laughs>
Thank you. Uh, it is my pleasure to say that. Well, uh, time, glad you were born. Time marches on. It sure does. And uh, did we cover it all? We're I on this like... earth. We're on this earth hmm. uh, for a limited amount of time, and all we can do is do our best. True. Right? Yeah. You know, as citizens and as parents and as friends, uh, we do our best. Yeah. And. Mm. <laughs> do you have any tissues? I... <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. No, but it's true. Thank you. And you do. And we do. Well, thank you for your extraordinary help and your extraordinary comradeship. And happy birthday to you when it happens. <laughs> well, if you remember. Wait a minute. Let me think. Um, September. I'll you. No. no! Oh. Different, Heather. Oh. It's fine. Okay. Okay. So we will see everyone. See in... everybody, everybody next week uh, for another Coffee Clutch, and you have a good safe week. Heather, you have a good safe week. And you. <laughs>